Hey, 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 everybody. And there's Jason. Hello, Jason. Hello. Yeah. You got to find a way. You got to find a way to do your computer and. I know. And your thing at the same time. Now I'm you look good. About, I'm thinking about getting a wireless keyboard. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Have it on my lap there and just kind of that way it all looks all natural. What do you think I got all over the studio? I know. You know, so, wireless keyboards everywhere. Something tells me after the show is over that there's going to be one placed on Amazon. Yeah, you got to do Amazon. See, you know, that, okay, I like to go, believe it or not, well, because I'm a shut in, but anyway. Oh, welcome. It's, oh, by the way, TGI, no, TGI. GF. Right. Hello, Jason. TG. Get it? <laughs> That's what this is called. Thank God it's Good Friday! Hey! There you go. <laughs> yeah, we know Spock. Spock's going off here. For all those Catholics out there, let's get ready to be humble. Oh my gosh. So many people are going to be so angry. Um, okay, yeah, we get it, Spock, yeah. Dude, Spock, maybe, I might have to do Spock like the Angry Orange. Remember, if you've ever seen this show before, years ago, the Angry Orange went off, and I had to throw it and disassemble it. But anyway. He is a chatty Kathy today. Yeah. Oh, I know, I came down here, and I was actually on the phone with a family member uh, about an hour ago. Got down here early, yes. And uh, and uh, and the thing goes off and it was like, is, it, is someone talking in the background? Is that what's going on? I'm just, <laughs> I didn't want to go, no dad, it's just bobblehead Spock, you know? Right, yeah. a, a what, a what? You know, Star Trek, bobble, never mind. Um, I was just, oh yeah, I was like, oh, there's something going off here. Never mind. But anyway, um, hopefully we're coming through okay. I think we're coming through okay. I think I got everything working. Um, so, yeah, it's Good Friday, which is kind of weird. So yeah. if you're, you know. Well, I mean, okay, I've always had this thing about Good Friday, right? Ever since I was a kid. Now I grew up very religious, yeah. I would say. Oh, you know. I mean, it. You know, it wasn't until, uh, you know, the ninth grade that I was able to take off my uh, Quaker outfit. With <laughs> <laughs> the buckled shoes. Oh, man, he's... Uh, I don't know how to turn turn Spock off either. That's the problem. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Uh, all right, Spock. So anyway, uh, yeah, I mean, no, it wasn't that like that. Although my, I think my grandma grew up Quaker, but anyway, that's a different story. Uh, but yeah, I grew up with the lots of religion, and I always was uh, Good Friday as a kid. Yeah. <laughs> I never could figure out Good Friday. Uh, good, you know, it was Good Friday, and it was like, oh, you know, that's when they put uh, Jesus on the cross, and it was like, how was that a good Friday? Right. How was that good? <laughs> you know, TGIF, Jesus. You know, it'd be like. <laughs> right. Thanks. 
Somebody get me down from here. Hey, you know what? It's just some religious humor where, you know, both of us were extremely or are or were or at one point extremely religious in our lives. You can't laugh a little bit. Um, but, you know, uh, uh, happy Good Friday to you all. I mean, well, what do you say? It's like, it's like Merry Good Friday. Right. No, it's a yeah, very solemn day. Yeah. And why is it got to be on a Friday? You know? That that is darn inconvenient. I mean, it's TGIF. Not that that matters anymore, but you know, it used to. You're pretty much like, you know, get in the truck after a long day of work, go to go get a six-pack to 7-Eleven. It's fr- Oh, wait, it's oh, good Friday. Good Friday. Yeah. I got a theory mm. about that, okay? I I think Let's that they uh, made Good Friday uh, but you know the term Good Friday and the whole uh, promo and PR, you know, the church. Uh, at a time when they, they uh, a lot of the priests wear like horse hair shirts and like would you know whip themselves in the back. Uh, oh, yeah, I, they I do that, don't they? I think, it, I think it's just part of their sort of mind thing, just to. They, they, okay, so I know this from previous relationships and stuff. Like in places, correct me if I'm wrong, maybe you know, but places like, oh, say like in the Philippines, there's dudes who get crosses and they crawl and they yeah. and they get whipped and stuff. And it's like, yeah, whoa, dude. Going, when they go through Jerusalem on the, you know, the Via Dolorosa, you know, with the giant cross on their back and they're at, you know, they're doing the re, it's, it's like, it's like reenactment. reenactment on steroids, right? Mel Gibson's and, uh, in in the audience going, yeah, yeah, oh, this is awesome. I should make a movie about this. Oh wait, I already did. It's like uh, Mel, just yeah. make Mad Max, dude. Calm down. He's he's over there doing that screen thing. Oh, you're looking good. You're looking yeah. good. This is a movie that actually I should see. Never seen it. To this day, I've never seen that. Is it called The Passion of Christ? Yep, I've seen it. Yeah. Written and directed by Mel Gibson. I guess yep. it was written by Jesus, but written well, by yeah. God, but you know, directed by Mel Gibson, I guess. Adapted. Yeah, I mean, yeah. and then there was uh, there was a uh, uh, didn't Martin Scorsese Scorsese Last Temptation of Christ Last Temptation never saw I don't no maybe I saw that one but I was William, drunk William Defoe right Sorry yeah Willem see see that always freaked me out I love Willem Defoe Yeah me too Now was he Jesus in that He was Jesus Yeah Yeah see see love Martin Scorsese love William Defoe Oh, yeah. But when you say Martin Scorsese directing a movie, William Defoe is Jesus, it's like... Because ah. right, right then when you hear it, I get this mental image of Scorsese like, hey, 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 William, William, will you do me a favor? Act a little more, uh, yeah. act a little more crucified, will you? Yeah. You know, oh, oh, okay. What about, what about, what about, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> right. Come on, baby, come on, baby. Can you act a little more hey. crucified for me? Oh. Joe Pesci. <laughs> He's, he's what, Judas or something like that? Yeah, Joe Pesci is like, you think I'm funny? You think I'm funny? Am I hu- Do I humor you? you mean? <laughs> like, what, am I supposed to get 30 uh, pieces of silver? Yeah, oh, God. A Martin Scorsese film. Right. Bobby De Niro. <laughs> Joe, <laughs> Joe Pesci is Christ. <laughs> oh, right. Hey, the meek will inherit. Hey, shut the f- The meek will, meek will inherit the earth. Come right. here, you think that's funny? Come here. With Ro- oh, is that Robert, your pen? Is Robert that your pen? Is that your sandal? Is this your sandal? That's a nice sandal. Look at that sandal. What a nice. 
Hey, look at this sandal. Uh, you know, okay, they did uh, uh, a f- years back, a few years back, I was doing a podcast show on House of Sound, which I um, I had wonderful co-hosts. Can't remember, but anyway, uh, who who it was at the time? There was there was Robin, and then there was Steph. Gotcha. But anyway, I did different. Pro- and then I did a jazz show. It was just it was like me. It was like, what are you doing? What are you doing tomorrow? Oh, I changed the format. I'm doing a jazz show now. Oh, I'm doing a podcast now. Whatever. Uh, but well, one of them, uh, Saturday Night Live. Remember the. Um, oh, what was that movie a few years ago? Tarantino about the slave slavery set in the South. Oh, Django. Django. Django Unchained, was that it? Gotcha. Yep. That that had come out exactly, a few yeah. years back. That's obviously. And um and uh Saturday Night Live had done a skit with uh with uh is it Christopher Waltz, the guy who was in Django Unchained, he was like the guest star. And it was mm. and it was around this holiday, around around Easter, and it was Jesus Unchained. And it was like, you know, <laughs> comes out with machine guns and you know yeah. you know. He's coming back and he's not happy. <laughs> oh, I, it I was very, that. very funny sketch. I'd show it, but you know we'd get copyright hit. Yeah. But I go yeah. up, look at. I'm sure it's somewhere on the yeah, SNL has a YouTube site. It's probably there from several years back. It was funny though. Right. It was. It was basically the whole Django. Was it Django and Chain? Was that what it was? Called? Uh, I think that's what it was called. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah. It was it was, Jesus, it was like a holiday thing, which by uh, tomorrow night they're they're gonna do a Saturday Night Live. Really? Yes. How how are they gonna pull that off? It's gonna be Saturday Zoom Live, like everyone else. Saturdays. Yep. Wow. Yep. Which is interesting because I happened on one of the SNL people. On their YouTube channel, mm-hmm. and um, and so I watched a little of it. It was interesting. I mean, she was in her house in her room on the Zoom, like the total webcam thing. You know, it's really sad, dude. Let's just mm-hmm. be honest. When we're here, the, the, the <laughs> I'm just gonna be inappropriate on Good Friday. We're here, the internet jagoffs, and we're doing this production, <laughs> right? We're doing all this with the this and the that and the, the, the yeah. and everything, and then you see Hollywood people get on there with their dirty webcam and right. their crappy mic, and you're like, "What's wrong with this picture?" Oh yes, this is the the this is the rapture when the YouTubers take over the world and Hollywood, right. the meek. Shall inherit the the online meek shall inherit the internet. That's right. You know, I was watching the uh, uh, Sports Center on ESPN, and oh. they had they had an interview with you know uh, athlete. I, I I don't remember who, but you know it was from a webcam in their house. Oh yeah. And I sat there and I was watching it, and I was like, man, our feed is better than theirs. What you know? Holy yeah. cow! Some, I mean, you're on a watch. webcam right now. So yeah. we got webcam action going. On. 
because we just want to fit in like everybody else. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's interesting, and it's not just you know, it's not just us, but um, you know, I mean, there's other YouTubers that I watch, and they've come up and increased their production values and everything as well, you know, and it's it's just yeah, now Hollywood is doing. I mean, Kyle. Tom McLaughlin just did a thing. I missed it, but he did wow. something on, I think it was on Instagram or Facebook or something, Twin Peaks kind of a thing. Yeah. Um, and he had his Twin Peaks coffee, except his had the, the symbol from the, the Red Room, the, uh... the Black Lodge, whatever. It was really cool. I, I, I just saw the picture of him with his coffee cup, but it had that. that I was like, ooh, I need to get, ooh. That that would go good with this one right here, but anyway, but I mean that's cool, you know. But it's yeah. it, it is kind of like you know, it it, it uh, it's like okay Hollywood. I mean I don't know. <laughs> is it these people we assume are multi millionaires living in Bel Air? Um, cue the Fresh Prince lyric. Um, right. uh, you know, driving their Bentleys, and uh, it, it's like. You guys couldn't go up on Amazon and order like the right. deluxe Logitech Super 4K HD webcam, maybe? You know, it's like you're losing your little eyesight, you know, your little phone, you know, right. selfie. But it makes it, I think part of the deal is it makes it authentic. Right or or the appearance of authenticity. Yeah, I can see that. Not so polished and cookie cutter. Right. You know. You know. I I mean the whole YouTube sensation, all of that, started with you know people in their dirty bedrooms, uh, quite literally, with their webcams, right. and half the time, you know, and these people got mil. I mean, get millions of views. Right. And and you know you're. You're, I mean, you're more fascinated by the dirty laundry behind them on the bed <laughs> than they are. But you know, but it, it's like if if yeah. Kim or Kanye go on the internet live, yeah. and it's a dirty, crappy webcam, they're gonna get like a million people watching them. Cause yeah. why? You know, they're Kim and Con. Con- yeah. Actually, yeah. Kim, Kim, Kim and Conway, Conway Twitty. Not, I, I would like to think there's just a whole lot of people with bad taste. Well, I don't know. <laughs> and then you do high production and nobody cares. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, and uh, like, you know, you got people, churches and whatnot, and they're doing stuff with their iPads, and then you're trying to help them do something a little bit. Oh, it's, you know, this guy's going to bring in a really nice camera. Like, you'd be surprised what a nice camera and a mic will do Yeah. on the Internet. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it, it's uh, so. I was watching this this gal, and actually, she's kind of a gal who's been on Saturday Night Live for several years. I shouldn't say yeah. who she is. Kind of have a crush on her. She's she's, she's like, yeah. Oh, cute. yeah, she's one of the really cute cute huh. gals. And it's not Kate McKinnon. Okay. Okay. But anyway, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> does, does she have dark hair? She does. She does. Uh, okay, yeah. I got you. But anyway, but she was like doing live comedy. I mean, it was authentic. It was she was like reading through stuff that she was working on and writing and 
whatnot yeah. for SNL. So I, you know, yeah, I think I, I want to check it out. It, it, it should be interesting. I mean, maybe the quality will be better, but you know, people are going to be webcamming in. Right. I mean, well, you can do all this. That's the whole thing. You know, you can do all, they've got a NBC studio so they can, you know, do yeah. like right here, what we're doing here, take the webcam in and put people in, uh, in boxes, the floating head right. in boxes like that. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, you, know what I, you know what I think though? I think that a lot of people, uh, the reason why they tune in a lot is I think they like the voyeuristic aspect of it. Like seeing somebody in their, it's almost like wild kingdom, right? Seeing somebody in their natural habitat, a Hollywood person just sitting in their own front room, you know? I totally understand that aesthetic, but in a very different way, in a very different genre. <laughs> oh, man. This is Welcome really not the, the good Friday stream. Put the kids Welcome to bed. To the <laughs> oh, my gosh. I mean, if the pandemic yeah. isn't bad enough, the lightning <laughs> yeah. is going to strike, you know. Steven Tyler's going to come out it's when the lightning strikes. Um, hmm. Yeah, so Good Friday. Uh, I, okay, so it, it, so we had, uh, what was it? Was it Wednesday was Passover? Uh, ooh, ooh, it I was, think so. I think it was Wednesday. Yeah, I believe so. You know, I have rabbi friends and stuff, too. You know, I got everybody. I'm a, look, look, I'm a guy who likes science and stuff and grew up very religious, but I'm very respectful of everyone's thing. And I also think <laughs> as much of the history of organized religion is rather sketchy, uh, I also think there's a there's a certain psychological certain things that are are good and comfort, especially now, especially sure. right now. So, like, you know, I'd, if I help somebody, some religious organization or something, I'm like, yeah, you know, people people need that right now. That's fine. Whatever, whatever. You know, some people want to play guitar and other people want to religion and you know. meditate. Yoga. There's Yoga. The, hot, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> I missed I missed my, uh, my chance of... Well, I, Hot I, 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 yoga. I, Sorry, yeah. Jason. I wasn't I'm, on top of you it. You know, a lot of people are practicing. Oh, God. You, see, look, <laughs> I, I have to do a different page here. Oh, sorry. To do Hot Yoga. Anyway. Right. Yeah, that, we we kind of killed that. Uh, that I know. Goose the other day. But anyway, yeah. uh, you know, I mean, so it, it's all good. I mean, it's all part of. America and people doing to do, you know, maybe some person wants to go out and ride their motorcycle or something out in the wind, you know, whatever gets you to your happy place. But as a, as a kid growing up religious, uh, the main church that I grew up in, Mm -hmm. uh, Protestant Lutheran, not Mm -hmm. too out there. They had a good Friday service. Oh yeah, and it was actually as a kid. I actually liked that one because it had high production values. Mm-hmm. So, so the one the one that you didn't want to go to the church service. 
Yeah. It's Christmas. Christmas Day. No. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, although the Catholics do do a good midnight mass. Well, Christmas we would. Yeah, we do that one and don't do Christmas Day because because what do you want to do as a kid at Christmas Day? Get under the tree and rip into those presents, right? Right. But even like the the midnight, you know, whatever Christmas Eve, you're like, oh, I gotta get home, want a train set, you know. But Good right. Friday, Easter. You're pretty much, oh, i got two more days, and then I'm going to, my skin's going to break out from all the candy I eat, you know? Right. Uh, so you got a little time. But Good Friday was weird. It was actually a legit religious day, mm-hmm. a church day. And yep. I don't know if, if if you did this, but we went to a thing, and it was a midnight, it was like a late night Good Friday. Yeah. And it lasted oh, yeah. for a little while. And they turned the lights out. It got scared because they do like, is it like the Stations of the Cross or whatever, something like that? I mean, they do like, oh, oh, I know what it was. It was the last words, you know, and it's spooky because it's, 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 it's like Halloween kind of, but it's not Halloween because that's before All Saints Day. Right. So this whole Good Friday thing was kind of spooky, but as a kid, I kind of dug it. Because it's organ music, they turn the light. They eventually just turn the lights out, you know. There's a lot of spooky, and then they light. We lit candles. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. And then I think we sang "Amazing Grace" with candlelight. It was spooky. Yeah. It, it was, was spooky. Catholics do it too. Uh, the the uh, Good Friday Mass, yeah. especially the one in the evening, a very solemn, no music. Uh, we had music. Man, the organ light, music. Yeah, the lighting is just kind of like candlelight. Yeah. And a lot of, lot of the stations of the cross. Oh, they passed candles around. You held ca- I'm a little kid holding a candle. Yeah. And, and the pastor would say, please try not to burn down the church. <laughs> like every year, it'd be like, <laughs> and we'd like to remind everyone to please be careful with the lit candles that you're holding in front of your hymnal. You, that Bobby, you could, third row, that is a flame. Know, in a room full of wood pews and lots of velvet. Like, it's a wonder that that church didn't burn down. Well, yeah, because you, know you know that the uh, the cleaning committee or whoever there, they're, they're scrubbing those pews down with, like, old Dutch well, yeah. polish or whatever. And those things, that thing would go up like a matchstick. That know? was the whole thing. I ended up working as the cleaning committee I, like on the weekends, like as a weekend job to clean it up, right? Mm-hmm. He needs a job. Go over there and do it. And so I worked for the guy who, he was like a retired guy, but he managed, was the property manager of the church, board yeah. member. And <laughs> he he did not like the Good Friday. He did not like it at all. He was like, all right, <sighs> yep gonna come in here on saturday after good friday guess what you're gonna do all day scrape wax off of the pews <laughs> uh, i hate good friday we don't need i mean we don't need candles maybe we could use flashlights or something and it was right too it was like wax all over the pews the people like drip so it was like please don't burn down the church oh by the way please don't drip rat wax all over the pews it's hard to clean up <laughs> Right. But it is amazing. So there's like, I don't know how many people are in this 
you know, a couple hundred people. And they all got little candles with a little with a little paper thing so it didn't drip wax on. Right. But, you know, can they even do that now in 2020? I mean, this was a fire marshal's wet dream. I mean, right. Get it? Fire marshal, wet dream. He's got a hose. Uh Oh, dang it. Dang it. Okay. Okay. You were thinking something else, weren't you? And this is terrible. Like this is, but I need I need to laugh a little bit this week, right? Whew. Do we ever? But anyway, did you do something like that? Oh yeah, Catholics they still do um, the. They the, still do Catholic. Do they still do that? Is that still the, around? Yeah. Like the Pope and everything, church. Oh yeah. Michelangelo. Oh, yeah. That's that still exists. Oh yeah. Oh okay. <laughs> oh yeah, they're, they're hard, hardcore man. Just kidding. <laughs> um. So 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 you did you did the candles and stuff like that? Oh yeah, uh huh. Yeah, same thing. So so the the big highlight was they do all the stuff and they do all the quotes because it's it's um it's spooky. I mean they're killing. You know. <laughs> yeah. Not just not just not just the main guy, but two other guys with him. That's right. the other freaky thing. It's like oh yeah they're. And we're going to throw two other dudes in here. You know? It's like... Abbott and Costello go to Golgotha. Abbott! (laughs) Hey, Abbott! (laughs) What do you want, want, Costello? Hey, who's the guy in the middle? Oh. This is the most sacrilegious... I I was like, I'm not going to... Could be worse. You could be doing it like a Three Stooges thing. No, 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 no. It would definitely be Abbott and Costello. Abbott and Costello meet Jesus. Hey, you're putting putting those things in my hands. No, 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 no. Stop. (laughs) Going too far. Crown of thorns. It's just kind of... No, I think it's Abbott and Costello. You know, like, didn't Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein? Abbott and Costello meet Jesus. You know. Meet the Messiah. Costello's those, you know. The yeah. Roman guard would come up with them and they'd be like, ah, 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 you know, shaking. Yeah, he's got a sword. Oh right. boy. Um, How you doing? How you doing, Mr. Pilot? Yeah. Next week it's like, hey, the atheist is called. They'd like to sponsor the show. Um, <laughs> right. No, it's all good. It's all good. Look, people who are worshiping right now are not watching this. They're worshiping, so. Saturday Night Live writers, the Saturday Night Live cast are all like taking notes right now. Hey, this is good material. <laughs> we could put this on our sh- crappy webcam. I almost said that word. <laughs> I'm kind of, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm losing it. Uh, yeah, so, but okay, so, but it was cool though. As a kid, it was like, I, I kind of like this. It's spooky, gives me kind of the creeps, you know. And then at the very end, you know, it's like, the whole thing and the candles and I think it's amazing. And then some, and it would be no, uh, you know, we had a, a big pipe organ and I'm, right. I'm a huge fan of the pipe organ. And so I hung out. I, you know, that, that was the one thing about church. It was like, Hey, wow, cool. Wow. This is cool. Well, this is like Keith Emerson, but it's in a church, right? You know, it gives it, it gives it that Gothic feel. You yeah. Know? Yeah. I mean, yeah, as a kid, all I, 
because <laughs> there was that movie Rollerball. Not that oh, I yeah. could say because it was James Caan. And, of course, oh. the famous music from Rollerball is this Toccata and Fugue by Bach, which is this spooky. The one spooky tune. That, I mean, I don't recall Bach ever writing that spooky of a tune, but Toccata and Fugue. And then it has this big fat chord that builds up. Um, and it was like, I'd just go to church all the time and go, tell the organist to be like, hey, can you play Takata and Fugue? Can you, can you play that on it? Can I just slip, yeah. slip Agatha a five there and say, hey. Yeah. She'd just be like, get out of here, kid. Go to the organ grinder for that crap. <laughs> Can you play 2001? <laughs> Are you taking any requests? Can you play Star Wars? <laughs> that would be great! That's how yeah. they get the kids in the church. The kids right. walk in all, you know, you're playing whatever, you know, some battle in the Republic. Kids walk in. You see all the kids walk in. It's like kids are like, hey, I like church. Yeah, but then the uh, the priest would know who it was. You know, he'd just turn around. Little Doc, settle down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> dun, dun. <laughs> the Imperial March. Dun, 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 dun. dun, dun, dun. And then the devil dun. tempted Jesus. Dun, 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 dun. Talk about an iconic, great piece that would sound fantastic on organ. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. In fact, I think they would play that. They, they would play Star Wars. They would play all that stuff at the organ grinder. Oh, yeah. You know. Oh, man. Talk about that on the on your pipe organ at church. As a priest walks in, you know. Right. I dare. I dare them to play that. Do they have like a, I don't even know. Do they have like a pipe organ or whatever in the. Sistine Chapel? I imagine they do. They I, must, I, right? I think they have something like that, yeah. You know? I dare them to do that next time the Pope walks in with the Cardinals. Dun, 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 dun. Right. Yeah. Dun, dun. The Pope's like, I'm from Argentina. I like soccer. Why are you playing the Imperial March? Um, <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So, so the... The organ, but they would stop playing the organ. The lights were totally out. Oh, yeah. The whole church was lit by every single person, this candle. You know, and, and you're always, you know, you're standing, oh, and you're standing up in a pew. So you're standing in front of someone where, you know, and it's Portland, so it's just still wearing kind of a winter coat or whatever, you know, and maybe some people's hair, you know. With the aquan oh, yeah. or whatever. That's where I was going to go. Just because, like, you know, there's that one person that's in a ill for ill ill fitting dress with two cans of aquanet, just you mm-hmm. know, braced in the beehive. There. Don't get that candle close oh, yeah. to the person in front of you. So the whole thing's lit up. So if you look at it, it's like, you know, and you got some stained glass and whatnot. So it's all over. The, the, the church is still there, by the way, in southeast Portland. I won't say where, but it is actually still there. Uh, and, and so all these these lights are going all over. So it's pretty impressive. And then and then and then some some 
guy or some well, a guy or a woman would sing some solo. Like, like, would it be like, uh, see, I know this from my grandma. I like go back like the old rugged cross. Would that be one? That's like an old spiritual kind of a thing or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Or amazing grace. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe don't let the sun go down on me. You know, something like that. Don't let the sun go down. No, no, no. Maybe like, it'd be like. You know, you got the lights going and everyone's really intense. Because it is a really intense scene. You just be like, oh. all by myself, <laughs> gonna be all by myself, gonna or, or, uh, that, yeah. that would be mine. Mama, just <laughs> kill the man. Live and let die. Dun, oh. dun. Hey, and then the organ, right? That would be perfect. Dun, 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 Bohemian Rhapsody, though. Oof. You know, Mama just killed a man. Oh, man. The crown upon his head. Yikes. Hung him up now. He's Yikes. Um, no, but I, I am serious though. They would do this thing. It was very impressive. And as a kid, it, it had uh, good production values. I mean, it was, it was, and, and I remember one time as a kid going, "Okay, you get ready for church. You got to go to church on a Good Friday." I was like, "Oh yeah, yeah. This I like this one. It's spooky. You know, it was yeah. like, it just you know. What do you say? You know has." Kids like spooky. Yeah. Good Friday is pretty spooky. It is. It is. I mean, it's not a good story. I mean, it's supposed to be a good story, right? Well, the, the, their, their thing it, is it's good because it gets to the redemption of mankind. And, no, you dude, you're, you're overthinking it. Good Friday is the Empire Strikes Back of uh, Christianity. It, <laughs> Man, I mean, that's true. And in Return of the Jedi, is Jesus one. is in Carbonite from Darth Devil Vader and stuff. Yeah, yes, yeah. and then and then, don't worry. <laughs> in a couple days, you'll have Return of the Jesus Jedi. Right, Return of the Messiah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. It it is. It's, it's like you know, <laughs> you gotta I, have I, a Christmas is kind of. Episode for our new hope, you know. Right. Good Friday is kind of the Empire Strikes Back, and then Easter is like Return of the Jedi. Uh, Why not just oh, replace man. it with that? You know. It, uh, in my head right now, I've got the little mantra over and over: "You're going to hell. You're going uh, to hell." <laughs> for that, for that, are you? No. Have you been listening to what I've been saying <laughs> for the last twenty minutes? You said uh, I'm going to hell for that. Oh man, Oof. we're just catering to the good old boys that have a beer and are sitting out on their truck or something or whatever. Right. But of course, if you're doing that, you you you'd be doing this. You know, lifting lifting your your scart or whatever, which I still right. haven't looked for. Your mask, your mask. Everyone's making masks now. Oh yeah. Oh, so yeah. everyone's making making these masks. But 
it's arts and crafts time. Yeah, so you you kind of go home bummed out after yeah. Good Friday. Yeah. It's like, well, yeah. And um, and I remember the people who would sing the solo at the end because it would be the last song, and then that's it. Then you extinguish your candle, and then you just walk silently out. It definitely has good production value. Now, here's the thing. As sacrilegious as this sounds, <laughs> no, 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 no. Let's let's file through history, okay, and understand. And Jason, you're you're you'll come along with me on this one for sure because you know. Oh, sure. sure. Recall that the church, the organized church and organized religion, was the regal cinemaplex of its time. Folks didn't go out to the movies. Folks didn't dial up their Netflix and chill. They pretty much lived their peasantry lives, their crappy peasant lives. And if they had a few pence, maybe could go to the pub and get drunk on ale and maybe listen to a minstrel who was probably sang out of tune. Or you could go to your local congregation. Okay. And hear the best music in town. And lots of fancy stuff and light show and stained glass and yeah, candles. A nice and stuff. Fi- a fiery sermon by a guy in a in a funky robe. And stories, yeah. And yeah. stories. And and so the church religion was the inner t- I mean that's why that's why until uh, Mozart, Haydn, Beethoven, you get into that area where it's like then they're making music for like the noble people. Yeah. Previous to that, Bach and all those folks, all that's church music. Mm-hmm. All that's music that they made for the cardinals and the people and the whoever. Well, in Bach's case, it wasn't a cardinal, it was actually a Lutheran thing. All, all those hymns, and you, you know, even later, like. You know, after music got a little bit more um, secular, right? Uh, you still have like people like Mendelssohn and stuff writing these big hymn tunes and all that. I mean, it was like the a it was the a ticket in town mm-hmm. back in the Middle Ages. Oh yeah. So you know, so that the entertainment factor, the ritual factor, had to be there. You know, right. and and if you're just you know, what are you gonna do on Saturday night? Well, we drive-ins won't be invented for three hundred years. <laughs> for that hey, matter, Martha, the horseless bucky. Cathedral. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you know, and the music, all of our Western European music, people call classical, all came out of that whole religious style. I mean, it began with like the chants and all mm-hmm. that. I say this because I once had to study all this stuff. Chance. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're just like, but anyway. Yeah. Yes, I, I, could, just, I, I could just say words <laughs> from the middle-aged middle church music. It's like, I still have the books, too, you know. Wait, wait until you find yourself taking, uh, you know, dogmatic theology classes and learning Latin. Oh, that's right. You know? So, do we talk about this? Well, sure. 
your personal yeah yeah that's fine so you were this is great this is exclusive here we go oh yeah after everything we just said right now <laughs> jason right. allen wait till you hear this right well uh now you were I... in seminary yeah. right well, I was kind of what what they call it. I guess you call it like pre-seminary. Pre-seminary. Uh, it's it's before I uh, you know start. Uh, it's like premarital sex. It's sort of oh, pretty, no, pretty no. much. It, 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 it's uh, it's religious foreplay actually. Exactly. And, uh, no, but I had to take some uh, classes uh, as kind of like uh, survey classes almost. Yeah. As uh, we roll into uh, to the certain sort of uh, where everyone else is at, I had to get up to speed. So I had to, I had right. to take some, uh, uh, you know, some survey courses to get up there. And I had to study uh, dogmatic theology and Christology. And, uh, uh, of course, you know, anything down at Mount Angel and, and uh, the seminary, you have to, uh, I mean, there's, there's, they're still teaching Latin a little bit. But you actually went there? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. To Mount Angel? For a while, yeah. Um, what is, is that an abbey? Uh, it, it's a full uh, seminary and abbey. Uh-huh. It's, it's okay, a, so it's a seminary. A seminary. And, and monastery. And monastery, yeah. It, it's, yeah. it's a... I'm trying to it's remember a, what the difference... Well, a, seminary is like a school. Seminary is a preparatory for priesthood. And, uh, mon- you know, they have the monastery, the, uh, it's Benedictine. See, so, uh, <coughs> excuse me. All I know from monasteries and abbeys yeah. from my heritage and going to Europe is it's like, that's where they make the booze. <laughs> that's all I know. It's like, it's like, what happens here? What's this monastery do? Well, we make a good ale, <laughs> you know? It's like, right. Yeah. Well, there you go. Um, but, uh, we yeah. s- we sell this this liquor, ooh. Um, so yeah, so you went to this this seminary. Right, right before I uh, met the wife. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. So you were you were uh, thinking about being a priest. Oh yeah, I, I, uh, in order to you got to go through a whole huge process to make oh, sure. sure, you know, for discernment and stuff. Uh, had the. Uh, uh, you you got to have not only a, a physical physical, but you got to go see a shrink, and they got to determine if you're doing it for the right reasons. Because you know a lot of you know so if someone's trying to escape a bad thing or they have some uh, mental trauma, sometimes it's common to escape into the, what they call escaping into the priesthood. You know, taking the robes, in other words. Escape. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and this you is have like... to. <laughs> this is this is some '80s sort of a you know starry Tommy Lee Jones as the U.S. Marshal, and it's like we know Jason Allen's here somewhere. Wait a minute, he's hiding in Mount Angel. We'll find him. You're in the robes, you know. Next thing you know, Harrison Ford like that movie Witness. Next thing you know, he's implanted in the Catholic Church. He's wearing a robe. There you go. Yeah, Witness. uh, The Fugitive. You know. Yeah, I'll have this guy run down by Vespers. Yeah. You know. Actually, you know, you know, uh, a really good movie. 
I know you've seen this movie before, and 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 I cannot think of the name, so help me out with this. Okay. Um, I need it on uh, I need it on Blu-ray or DVD. I remember I really liked it. It stars Sean Connery, I believe. It actually has a pretty good cast, but Sean Connery is one of the main stars, and a young, I believe, Christian Slater. Yes. Yes, uh, Name of the Rose. Name of the Rose, and it's a murder mystery yep. set like in the Middle Ages in a monastery. Mm-hmm. It's real good, and it's a murder mystery. It's a who done yeah. it? Yeah, uh, I can't good remember movie. what. I can't Name remember of the Rose. What, Name of the Rose. Yeah, I can't remember what network did it, but this last year they started up that as a series, and oh, uh, Sean Connery's yeah. character is played by uh, John Turturro. Oh, nice! Yeah, good. It's it's good. Nice, really. Good. Yep, that's on right now. Uh, you can see the first season. Yeah, first season's done. Second well, there you season, go. It will be sometime this summer, I think. I just remember the movie came out. and was like, "What's this?" And then I, you know, and and back then, you know, Siskel and Ebert were reviewed, and they were like, "Hey, this movie's really cool. It's funky. Yeah. It's a whodunit, but it's like a whodunit with monks, you know." And you're like, "Yeah, wow, wow, that's kind of cool. That's interesting." And yeah. I remember I enjoyed it. What came on? Well, it, I just catch stuff on HBO. Yeah, it was a book first. Uh, Umberto. Yeah, yeah, it was based on a book. Yeah. Yeah. His last, I'm gonna mess up his last name. So. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I, I recall that. Yeah. yeah. Fun movie. So there yeah, you go. So really it good. would be Jason, and you'd be hiding out, and there'd be like Sean Connery. Mm-hmm. I know you're hiding out. <laughs> they accused you of killing your wife, but you didn't really kill your wife. It was really the one-armed priest that killed your wife. Right. But nobody's right. seen the one-armed priest, and so here we are. <laughs> right. And I believe that's Tommy Lee Jones coming up right now. You better go right. hide. <laughs> oh, also, also starring a younger Ron Perlman. Yeah, it, it, I remember it has a. If, if, yeah. I think if you go back and watch the movie, you'll see. It isn't like Denim Elliott. And there's some other people I I don't know, but like folks like that, like yeah. I mean, it's like a pretty much an all guy cast, right? Uh, it might be like one, one woman, who's the love interest of Christian Slater, right? Yeah, she's uh, yeah. the lady that's getting. She's a young woman that's getting uh, persecuted. Yeah. By. Yeah. Uh, I think probably uh, Jesuits, I think. Yeah, but it's set in a monastery, so it's pretty much a sausage fest. Dominican, sorry, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, and so it's got a lot of, you know, it's the, it's like Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, but with monks. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Uh, Oh, oh, man. Now I got to get that out of my head. St. Francis the Machine. (laughs) Always be praying, ABC. Yes. Always be praying. <laughs> oh man. Oh. Oh, oh my gosh. <clears throat> chimney is for closers. That's right. You no, know, the chimney. The I think that's how you say it. that's that monk. What is that Dutch or something? Uh, something like that. You know what I'm talking about? That ch- chim chim chime chime. I, w- I would go the other way though. I'd go the Eucharist is for <laughs> Well, in a way, it is right. Yeah. Wow! Welcome to your religious comedy today. Um, yeah. So you went 
you went to this seminary thing and and yep. so uh they yeah, checked you, you out you would not believe the uh the process that you have to go to actually get the green light uh in fact uh, it culminates i don't want to speculate <laughs> no there's no casting couch uh, uh oh boy but uh there, yeah, you, you, yeah, not many people know this. Not many people know this. But uh, in order to get the, the official green light from your not only diocese, but it goes to Rome. You got to yeah. get the okay. Oh know? yeah, yeah. I I did know that in and some vague uh, information that yes. you, you like. Now is that the green light to go? Is that the green light to go for it, or is that the green light to become a priest? I think you... green... Yeah, it's, it's the green light to uh, become a priest. Okay, so to start the process. Right. Uh, yeah, so some, somewhere in the Archdiocese of Portland, somewhere in a dusty file somewhere, yeah. there's, actually, there's actually a little form that is signed by the Pope that says, at one time, that says that I was okey-doke. Now, was to, this... Uh... Now, was this uh... Was this JP2? JP2, yeah. JP2. Yeah. I mean, they had everything mapped out. I was yeah. going to, I was going to do my uh, postgraduate work in Gregorian University in Rome. Wow. And then I was, yeah, then I was supposed to come back to the, uh, di- you know, the diocese and uh, start, you know, laying down the Wangu on people. There's, there's an alternate universe yeah. where Jason... Yeah. Is a retired priest writing mystery novels that are set in the Vatican somewhere? <laughs> right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Starring yeah, Tom Hanks, and, and the movie versions star Tom Hanks. Right, like the Dan Brown. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're writing. Yeah. Except that, yeah, uh, I had, you know, even then I had like the bald head and the goatee, and uh, they. Uh, a couple of them, they would refer to me as the biker priest. Oh, yeah. that'd be yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, because I had the, you know I still had the, the earring in and the bald head and the goatee, you know, and yeah, yeah. So they, what, they got what, a kick out of it. What? What motivated you? I mean, oh, or well, there was a okay. I uh, late eighties, early nineties, uh, things had gone south. I was on the road to being married and, and having a kid, but uh, the kid didn't make it. Oh. And so I was an angry young man for a while. I joined the Army, uh, went, went around shoot, shooting things for a while, came home an angry young man, and then I uh, was sitting on the couch. It was like maybe 1 in the morning, and I was just reading uh, the, uh, the, the review, the Clackamas Review or whatever it is. Yeah. And then they had a story in it about this new priest that had been done in, down in, in uh, I'll, I'll go ahead and give the Christ the King over there. Yeah. By LaSalle. And uh, he is a guy. I know it. Uh, comes from South Central L.A., uh, you know, grown up in gangs and totally turned his life around and was the new uh, parish priest. And I read that and something just clicked. I'm like, wow, you know, you know, this guy turned stuff around. You know, maybe there's hope for a, a sinner like me. Oh wow! So, so I started, went through RCIA, became a Catholic, and next thing you know, here I am. So uh, you, so you weren't even a Catholic. 
No, I was. My parents were uh, Presbyterian. Wow. I was. I was a convert. And, uh, I mean, but it was like convert. It was. It wasn't. It wasn't like you know. Like some kid, you know, you go. Eh, I might play a little soccer. It's like no, I want to be Lionel Messi. <laughs> okay. Right. Well, right. just go straight for it. You know, it's let's, like let's not mess around. I want Pele. Yeah. Uh, you know. It's the Champions League or nothing. That's right. Huh. Yeah. So you're like, right. con- wow, converted and converted. you. Yep. And then after that, started I started that I, process. I, yep. And then after that, I started thinking about, well, maybe I want to do that and started doing that. Nope. And then uh, met the wife, which kind of. How long did you spend in the Army? Uh, I was there about, what, three years? Yeah, and then I, and then I uh, uh, blew my ankle out, and then uh. they gave me the choice of either uh, having the uh, army medics uh, work on it or giving me a, uh, a honorable, me- yeah, yeah, honorable medical. Yeah. And uh, I remember talking to a friend of the family who happened to be like a colonel in the National Guard, and he was like, "Don't let those guys <laughs> near yeah. your ankle," you know. Have you seen and- Mash Hawkeye Pierce? Yeah, and and by that time, uh, I mean I was uh, I was a uh, uh, cavalry scout, which is reconnaissance. Oh, and nice! I, and uh, so you were uh, Robert Duvall. Pretty, yeah, but because you got to remember at that time there was some stuff. Smells like victory, right? And I'd seen enough. Yeah, and were you like stateside most of the time, or were you? Did you? Uh, go about about forty percent. So you went, you went, you went out of the country. I yeah, I, that is something I won't talk about. Ah, interesting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Wow, wow. Yeah, that's yeah. Wow, that that's a. It's an interesting story, you know, when you look in hindsight, the uh, chronology of because uh, it's kind of uh, how how do you go from point A you know, it's a point Z. Yeah. And, uh, it's kind of an, it's, it it was, it was a weird ride. And then, so, so then you're, you're getting all signed up for the seminary and all that rock and roll. And ready to go. Yeah. I'd come up for a weekend, right? Yeah. And, uh, a friend of mine who, who, you know, I did a uh, show with. Yeah. So, uh, he was uh, kind of hanging out with this one girl, and the girl had a cousin and said, hey, you know, so it was the whole wingman thing, right? Right. Uh, just hang out with this one girl while I'm hanging out with this other girl. And I was like, I can't, you know, at first I was like, I can't really do that. I mean, I'm just, you know. Right. That's not, that's not my gig. That's not my bag anymore. I'm but dating I, I, the church, dude. Right, yeah. Yeah. I'm marrying Jesus. But, exactly. Uh, you know, he said, uh, "Hey, can you? Oh, all right, yeah, I'll run interference for you." And then I met, met the wife. Wow. And that kind of uh, well, that ended that. Just, yeah. just like that, just. Just like that. Although uh, there is now special dispensations in the Catholic Church that you can be married, uh, and still. Oh, they, they are doing that now. Yep. Go Finally. Uh huh. Well, that's the, the new um, Pope. Uh, what's his What's his name again? 
Francis. Francis, thanks. I should right. know that. I watched the movie. By the way, <laughs> it's uh, it's on Netflix. I recommend it. It it was nominated for some Academy Award. It didn't win. Uh, maybe it was Jonathan Price and yep. um, and Anthony Hopkins, the two yep. popes. It's a yep. dramatization of Benedict and Francis and the whole transition and how that happened. It's a drama, but it's actually good. But you know, it's like you got to be in. I I I'm into stuff. I'm into historical stuff. If it if it has to do with the Vatican or something like that, yeah, I'm I'm down. I'll, you know, yeah. I dig that stuff. Um, so I liked it, but um, you know, I know some people would be like, eh, "It's boring. I, I don't want to watch this." You know, right? I got to watch Tiger King. Uh, great, you watch <laughs> Tiger King. I, I, I refuse to watch that show. Refuse. I know. I just. I know yeah. it's one of the 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 problem with the Tiger King. Uh, which is totally like Good Friday. Uh, the the hottest number one show, not just on Netflix, but in the last week on uh, you know, like it's probably blown through every rating. Like the number one water cooler thing that everyone's talking about is Tiger yeah. King, which is on Netflix. Um, I can't do it. Yeah, I, you know, it's one of those things. It's like, do you? Do you watch it so that you can understand what people are talking about? But I already sort of get the gist, you know, and it's just like, yeah. well, and you know, <laughs> I don't know, man. If you grew up in Clackamas County, that's kind of the Florida of Oregon. <laughs> yeah. There's a few Tiger Kings around here. Or there used to be. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so... Yeah, I, just, I can't do it. To me, I, I, and I'm nothing against those people who find it entertaining. I'm, that's not where I'm coming from, kids. Right? Yeah. yeah. But uh, I just, it's, it's not, it's not for me. Uh, it, I, I don't like to hold this dysfunction on a grand scale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess if it was someone between the Tiger King, which is kind of a one-off, I, I think it's like six episodes or something. Or watching like the twentieth season of Survivor, it's like eh, go to the Tiger King, yeah. you know. But um, so 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 the seminary, yeah. So that yeah. that crazy dang old seminary. Right. Wow! <laughs> hey, lady, <laughs> Jerry right. Lewis. There's, there's a lot of. Is a practicing monk. Right. Um, oh man! Uh, hey, yeah, I bet. Yeah, <laughs> but you, so you, then your life changed again, mm-hmm. and then of course you have kids and a family, and that's got to be good. Yeah. It's got to be rewarding. Yeah. <laughs> be careful. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> the next thing you know, later the wife's gonna be like, "You have to think about it." Yeah. Yeah. It'll be. Uh, no, it'll just be like, you know, you wake up in the horse head in your bed that your family put there. Everywhere. Like, we don't have a horse, so ah, it'll be like a family dog, right? Oh, no. I'm going to wake that's, up in this fight over there. That's like, dark, oh. dude. I was trying to avoid that. Oh, well. That's dark, man. Or, or, okay, we'll, the we'll hamster. <laughs> the hamster or the, uh, the old... Uh, you know, riding horse my daughter had when she was like four. Oh my gosh! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, that. that's what it is. It'll be like the yeah, the toy riding horse your daughter puts. In. 
<laughs> Send a message. We can get to you. Uh, the family can get to you. Oh, um, wow. I mean, it's yeah. We've never really talked about. I mean, I knew about the seminary, and yeah. you know, I knew you were in that, but we never like talked much about it in detail. No. So. No, there, there's there's some part there's some parts, especially the uh, military. Oh yeah, yeah, that I, I understand. Know. Yeah, no, it's, it's yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's just it is an interesting shift, and people do that, and I, I find I find that interesting. I I don't see myself as that kind of a person. Mm. Like it's, you know. Yeah. And then one that. day I woke up and I decided. Maybe I'll have an ego waffle <laughs> instead yeah. of a hash brown. <laughs> My life was changed. That's right. Had, had, had I gotten that ego waffle yeah. and applied that syrup, yes. things would be far different. This was a pivotal point in my life when I changed my breakfast food, when right. I moved to the granola with the raisins. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's. Uh, it's just it's it's really fascinating. I think the yeah, changes. It, it I mean. a, Do you ever wonder time. though? Okay, so when you oh, make yeah. make all these big changes in your life, yeah, you go here, 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 here. Do you ever wonder like, you know, like all of a sudden you know Star Trek and I literally watched this the other night. There's the trans. You know, we're beaming Jason. Okay, all right, Scotty, beam. Beam yeah. Lieutenant J- Commander Jason, Commander Allen up, beep, right? And then all of a sudden yeah. your your molecules are in the transport and they get split up and you're shot through different time lines, yeah. you know? Oh, yeah. 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 One timeline, you're over here in the seminary. Do you ever wonder about that? I do, yeah. I, in fact, I, there was a, early on, there was a certain amount of guilt. You're like, I was, you know, you're almost like you're letting God down, you know? But you know, I okay. So my background with Catholicism, even though I was Protestant, is a I grew up in a in a neighborhood where you know half you know some of the people were Protestant, the religious people. The other half were Catholic, and so a lot of my friends were Catholic. And we're talking the typical you know here I am, and then like Irish Catholic family, Italian Catholic family. Yes, big Italian Catholic family. Dad joked about the mafia all the time. The mafia, the family mafia jokes flying, you know. The Godfather jokes just flying up there. But, um, and then I ultimately ended up going to the Catholic high school. Sure. So, like, you know, most of my friends were Catholic. And so I got the whole Catholic and I had to study, you know, I had to read about this stuff, you know. I mean, I already knew about the Christianity, but then I had to do the Catholic version of it. Right. You know? Um, and uh, so so that was my background, and that was interesting. But um, s- some of the stuff, like what you said about uh, you felt guilty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the whole Catholic guilt thing, right? But about God, like, you know, well, I I turned my back on God. I remember one of the priests or something had a discussion about that once in class. And the the discussion went to the point of, 
you know, if you turn your back on the priesthood, it wasn't right for you in the first place. God understands. Right. So there was some bit about that in school once where yeah, that came up that, and it was like, or it was up. in a book or something. I don't know. Yeah. No, that, that's where I ended up. I mean, I, I, I always believe that it is very much a calling. Yeah. It's the right person, the right sort of temperament, that sort of thing. It's, it's, it's got to be a calling for that you sort gotta, of vocation. You got to be into it. I mean, you got to, I mean, yeah. in, I don't know. It's complicated. It's very complicated why people get into things, but you know, um, yeah. So that, there was that discussion. Cause, and then there was like a, <clears throat> I was a teacher that we had and he was just a regular teacher dude. And I guess he left senior year or whatever and it's like oh yeah he's gonna go to seminary he wants to go be a priest and i was like that guy oh interesting you know and yeah, then there yeah. were people who were like brothers and, that, and then they left the church it was like no nah, they you know fell in love and then i don't know i don't yeah. want to get into all the scandalous kind of things but you know what i mean there's all these stuff you know i think i think you know the last thing people need is a lot of guilt and a lot of stuff coming on that, down on them, unless yeah. they deserve it. But, uh, yeah. well, no, but I you mean, know about that I mean, kind of thing. You know, it's that, all that stuff disappeared. I mean, when you when you have your first kid, you know, you, yeah, you, you, it's like, well, okay, it was the right thing. You're like, what the? What did I just do? Oh my <laughs> god! Get me out of here. Um, right. Got some of that anesthesia for me. Pretty much having a kid is just like the scene in Monty Python's The Meaning of Life. Yeah. Check it out. Just like that. Bring in the machine that goes ping. Ping, ding. Right. Catch it. Look at the baby. Um, yeah. It, it, there's something else that was just on my mind about the whole priesthood and all that stuff. It, it uh, yeah, and the guilt and mm-hmm. there's a lot of that. I mean, I I was kind of like I was fascinated because, you know, again, I dig the historic stuff. Um, obviously, I'm not like the magic of the ritual and and things like that. I'm not that much of a magical guy, you mm-hmm. know. Doug Henning can kiss my ass. Yeah. Uh, whoa. Uh, anyway. <laughs> I, I, I swear to God, it. You know what this is? Lemonade and tea, and that's all this is, man. I, I swear, that's it. It's just lemonade and tea, man. Maybe that's why. Maybe I'm getting salty in my. You know. Yeah. Uh, maybe I need a beer. Mellow out, dude. Uh, <laughs> but I was fascinated by all of that stuff. You know, and sure. I'm always fascinated. Well, what's the history? Why do why do you believe this? What's the what's the thing behind it? You know, and wow, look at those are some fancy buildings that people spent you know some time on. Oh yeah, I, I hear that Sistine Chapel. It didn't take you know. It's not like a paint by numbers, is it? You know, that's pretty fancy. Right. Um, so I was always interested in that, and I was kind of like, I was like, maybe I should check out this seminary stuff that's kind of interesting i was into philosophy i was like reading a lot of all buddhism all kinds of stuff you know Mm -hmm. you name it 
right? I had yeah. this one because we had to take the religion thing. That was a requirement. Yeah. Compa comparative religion. Yeah. You're here in our school. You take our religion. Okay. Yeah. And, <laughs> you know, the first couple of years, you're like, learn all the basics, the catechism, you know, all the Catholic stuff. It's like, oh, sure. oh okay. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, and and then later you can take all this other advanced things and whatnot. And look, like I had some good teachers. I had a priest and I had a, I had a nun uh, who she belonged to a, it's not a sect. What do they call it? It's not a nunnery, whatever, whatever organization. And they didn't yeah. wear a habit or anything. She just sure. wore regular old, regular clothes. Yeah, there are some holy orders that do not yeah. wear. Uh, yeah, you know. real like mod. It was like, no, nah, we don't, we don't, you know. I had the Irish Catholic nun who uh, wore the yeah. traditional habit. She was sweet, sweet lady too. You mm -hmm. know, I had a lot of respect for these people. Mm -hmm. Believe it or not, no matter what you hear right here, right now, yeah. people are people, and I have a lot of respect for people's choices. And yeah, that is a heavy choice for people who go into the clergy and all that. And, you know, there are, look, you know, forget about reading the headlines. You know, there are people who have made great sacrifices yeah. in the clergy. I mean, look at all kinds of things, you know, things, people protecting people and, uh, yeah. and, and all that. So, um, but this, this, this lady, this nun, she, she didn't wear a habit and, um, and so we were doing like all kinds of stuff and it was kind of like almost it turned into like self-study or whatever. Yeah. And so I was like, hey, uh, do you mind if I read this Buddhist thing? She was like, no, go right ahead. It's like, cool. Just write a report on it when you're done. Sweet. You know, so I had just like doing all this stuff and I was like fascinated by it, philosophy. And then, then when I got to college, I took a little philosophy mm -hmm. and then I got it. I was like, oh, maybe not. Um, but, uh, but I got into that stuff and I thought, ah, oh, this would kind of be interesting. Like, what if you went to seminary and you were studying this stuff? You feel like this really in depth and this stuff goes back hundreds. This guy's goes back centuries, you know? Oh yeah. I mean, uh, Thomas Aquinas. Oh, he's, did, he's a, he's a late comer. Yeah. But I mean, it was like, oh, I'm digging some of this Thomas Aquinas stuff. This is, you know, this is an interesting stuff. They're working out, you know? Um, you know, he's just like, you know, so I, you know, was thinking, well, seminary would be interesting if I can bring all my dirty Frank Zappa records and, <laughs> and my girlfriend with me. Right. It's just, yeah, it's just college with crosses. That's cool. Yeah. Right? yeah. I mean, it was, I mean, can we, can we make it a little bit seminary and a little animal house? Right. Oh, Can we do that? That's right, Father Bluto. Oh yeah, I mean it, it just premarital seminary, you know? I yeah. That beta house. I mean, you're young. You're a guy. You have, you know. Yeah, but in this case, the the, the and bring my drums, the uh, sacramental wine, and my band. Oh right. yeah, that the. the the wine, sacramental wine, wouldn't would be empty pretty quick. So I'd have my drums, I'd have my band, my girlfriend. 
Seminary by day. Yeah, it's like a real Jack Black thing, isn't it? Right. Oh yeah. Seminary by day, part you know, partying rock star by night. Toga, toga, toga. Right. Yes. Oh. Father Brown, we won't be having any toga parties. <laughs> right. Abby. Uh, May uh, I remind Ab you, sir? A Abbot Wormer. Yes, yes. You know, the, from See, now on, they're on double secret probation. You know, this totally gave me a an excellent tangent, because I do want to mention it, because it's worth mentioning. Totally, you just tangent it. That whole, like, like we're, like, seminary mashing up with Animal House and stuff. We yeah. have, This is a death. We had a sad death. Um, 91 years old. Mort Drucker from Mad oh, okay. Magazine, the yep. great legendary artist Mort Drucker passed away. Again, he was 91. And the reason I say that is because we're talking about something that almost could be a Mad Magazine parody. Oh, yeah. Um, when I was a kid, those things were must-reads. The... Oh, yeah. You know, I was thinking about Mort. Yeah. There, and, uh, and he drew such like... great caricatures of the actors of the people just i don't know maybe I, you know what i'll i'll throw up a visual aid here and he didn't get the you know he didn't get the credit that that uh, poor guy deserved uh i mean because most people when they see it they just oh it's mad magazine and then they and they leave yeah. it at that meanwhile i mean this this guy did some iconic art i mean awesome mo modern you know pop culture artwork that uh, people can easily, you know, easily and and uh, instantly identify with. I mean, you know, that's Mad Magazine. You know? Well, uh, you know, I just I put in the images. I was going to show one, and uh, so much so, and I'd forgotten about this. But then I, some people posted on Facebook. He did the poster for American Graffiti. That that makes sense. Which was yeah. perfect for that movie. Because yeah. kind of when you think the 60s and you think of Mad Magazine was a, you know, I mean, it was in the 70s as well. When I was, but it really had a lot of juice in the 50s and the 60s. It was kind of a edgy kids or yep. comedy magazine. Um, there's the one collage. I posted. Oh, here it is. Here it yep. is. There's this wonderful. Um, let's see if I can. I just wanted to show you this one collage as an example, um, but go look it up. I remember, like, for example, way, way before I ever saw The Godfather for the first time, I read the Mad Magazine parody. Yeah. And somewhere, and now, you know, I wish, I wish I, um, I would have um, those... Uh, Sorry, I'm trying to go full screen. Thank you. Um, I wish that I had um, all those old Mad Magazines that I got, had when I was a kid. You right. Know, with right. with those, those Mort Drucker parodies. Um, but I do still have a few because I collected the early days of Star Wars before there was anything you could collect from Star Wars. Like from the original movie. Yeah. I have like bo original books and whatnot from Star Wars. 
and I collected the Mad Magazine parodies of Star Wars. Oh, there you go. Yeah, and they were great. They were fantastic. But here, here's a collage. It's it's the resolution online's not very good, just as well. But you got Captain Kirk in the uh, right hand corner, and Spock in the middle, and uh, oh, Frank Sinatra and Julie Andrews and Batman and. I mean, it's kind of old school, but he, you know, he did he did new stuff too. But he he was just brilliant. Oh yeah. Uh, and you know it. it, it and again, the, uh, okay, drawing, art, fine art, something I cannot do. I'd love to be able to do it. You right. Know? Yeah. And it's like people are like, oh well, we could just show you. No, you can't. It just I just don't have the talent. I, I'm always amazed by people who can draw. Yeah, me too. I, I all I can do is stick figures. That's about it. Yeah, I, I mean, I you know um, anybody who can just even have a general sense of art or draw, I'm like, that's awesome. Yeah. Draw cartoons, cartoonists, and all that. But this guy, more his his caricatures of people and actors, like when he did The Godfather, when he did Star Wars, and all these movies. They were just so spot. You knew who that person was. Yeah. You know, yep. it, it's um, it, it it wasn't quite like the, you know, the famous heads of you know the art that style of art where you have is it like an oversized head or whatever of like the, yeah, famous the people caricature. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, kind of like yeah. that, but more realistic. Mm-hmm. But he just, you know, and 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 the essence. Like when you'd look at an act like like Captain Kirk or whatever, you'd yeah. look at the face that he drew and it was like the essence of Shatner Captain Kirk. It was very yeah. I mean there was a comedic yeah. nu- nuance to it. It wasn't yeah. like over over the top, but it uh it, tons it was of depth. That, like yeah. the depth you could actually stare at that per- like the you know, in the collage there's like just like the Frank Sinatra or whatever. It's just like all the the essence of what that guy looks like and yeah. kind of who he is comes out in um in his art it's just it's really amazing i mean it, when yeah, i yeah. saw that it just made me crave for wanting all my old mad magazines right back yeah he his his genius was uh taking that element the most identifiable element of somebody and just yeah. Amplify, amplifying it just a little bit. Yes, yes. To, to where uh, it, it, you're right. It was the essence of that that person's look, and you know, like a a caricature blows it up. Yeah, you know, yeah. Um, that's not what this was. It like you said, it just amp. He amplified those features just a bit of that person or that character. Or, or I mean, he did like Nixon and you know he yeah. did whoever, uh, you know, um, whoever they were lampooning in the magazine, and he would yeah. just nail it. He would just nail that whoever it was, just hands down. Yeah, what, one of my favorites is uh, Han Solo. Uh, yeah, the, uh, it, yeah. It, I forget what magazine it was, but Han Solo is sitting there and he's pouting over something, and it just cracked me yep. up to see uh, uh, Harrison Ford with this lower lip, you know, yep. you know, stick it out. I, I know exactly. I know exactly what you're talking about. 
Yeah, I mean, like I had the Star Wars one. I don't think I have any others. I don't think I kept any, and it just bums me out because I, I, as a kid, I did go to the supermarket and I would end up getting mad for some reason. I started, I mean, hey, I'm a fool. Look, comedy. Hey, Um, I really got into Mad Magazine and would love to pick it up and. and I loved those parodies of films. I remember I read them all. Uh, yeah. The Exorcist. Like yeah. way be I mean, I was too young to see The Godfather or The Exorcist or any of these movies. And these were Chris- R rated movies, basically. Christopher Reeve, and I remember they called oh, it yeah. Super Super Duper Man. Yeah. Yeah, and, yeah. Oh, fantastic. I re- I, I I I read that one. Yeah. I if you say all these it was like, Oh yeah, I remember that, I remember that one. They were so good. I mean, um, I, I I ended up following last year. I think he just started, like he just got on Instagram. Al Jaffe, oh, from yeah. Mad Magazine. Now these Another guys, team. more was ninety one. I mean, these guys are up. None of these guys are young. Again, I'll be in there. What's late seventies, eighties now? Easily eighties at least. Yeah. He's, I I don't know how, but but so Al Jaffe's on on Instagram, and you know he had a some very specific style as well. It just yeah. and he was the spy versus spy guy, right? Uh no. Them? Did he do? Did he do spy versus spy? His art. If you go up on Instagram, you, you see his. Oh, um, out, yeah. He did. You know what? He did a lot, uh, or did he do it exclusive? Actually, I think exclusively. He did the folds. Oh, I love those. That's so iconic. Al did the yeah. folds. Uh, yeah, and as a kid, you loved those, right? Because you, you knew it was yep. like, okay, here's the thing, and here's what it's all about, and then you you're gonna fold it up and get the hidden message. Yeah. So Al did yeah. those. Yeah, for for those of you out there that don't know that, uh, in in the back page of every Mad magazine, on the inside of the back cover, uh, it was a trifold. You could fold it, and it 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 changed from one picture into another, and it was a staple of every Mad oh, magazine. Al Al is ninety nine. Wow. Yeah. Uh, these guys are. I mean, these guys were like started in the. I want to say 50s, in the 60s, right? 50s, 60s, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Al, Al is 99. And he and he is on Instagram, and he he did post, um, I did see a post um, about Mort. Um, yeah, he, uh, um, his trade, his trademark feature, the Mad Fold-In. Mm-hmm. But he also did other other stuff in Mad, and very distinctive too. Just like Mort Drucker, it was like, and that was the other thing too. They had these iconic artists, yeah, and they they weren't the same. Al Jaffe was totally different from Mort Drucker. Mort Drucker had that caricature realism. Al Jaffe had this uh, almost like a kind of a goofyish style or whatever. It was really charming though. Yeah. Yeah, that was Dang. the amazing thing. They all had their own, I guess, I guess you call it what a, a stylistic personality mm-hmm. where the, it was it was unique to them. As, you know, you'd think it would be as, as being artists. You're driving me crazy with the, I, I don't know who did uh, 
Spy versus spy. Yeah, there. I remember some because I remember they came out with like books. They don't need to get like little little paperback books, mad books, and it'd be a uh, back uh, artwork and back things of of their work. And I, I know there were Al Jaffe books, yeah, but there was another one. I can't remember if it was uh, Anto- I, I, Antonio Proyas. Hmm. Antonio Proyas was the original creator. He was a prolific uh, cartoonist in Cuba. Oh, wow. For his political satire. He fled the United States in 1960, three days before Fidel Castro's government took hold. And uh, he sought work at Mad Magazine in 1960. Wow. So, uh, yeah, kind of when, when he started. Yeah. So who who is the guy that did Alfred E. Newman? Well, um, Drucker did him a lot. Yeah. But the original design, you know, wasn't there a documentary a few years back? Yeah, because like was it on Netflix? I I thought I saw a documentary. It was a few years ago about Mad yeah. Magazine. Oh, I gotta watch that. Yeah, I know. I, I actually, boy, you know, after I saw that and I saw his art and he had passed away, it just made me pine. And was it last year that Mad shuttered? Yep. The doors. It was yep. last year. Yep. And yeah, Alfred E. Newman is a fictitious. Look at my glass. My glasses today. I have to like read. I almost thought about wearing my contact. Alfred E. <laughs> Getting the eye, old man thing. Uh, the magazine's editor, Harvey Kurtzman, claimed the character in 1954. Mm. And he was named uh, Alfred E. Newman by Mad's second editor, Al Feldstein, in 1956. Mm. So, um, you know, my grandfather... Had wow, where is it? And oh man, now I want it. When I was growing up, um, he had a uh, a Alfred E. Newman, like a, a a framed Alfred E. Newman. But I think I think it was Alfred E. Newman, and he was he had a bottle and he was drunk. Oh wow! Yeah. Wow. I, I know uh, when we were young, my uh, o- old oldest older brother, he sent away. You could send away to Mad Magazine, and then they, they would send you a frameable photograph of Alfred E. Newman with the iconic, you know, "What me worry." I know? was just gonna say, what was his tagline? Yeah, yeah. "What me worry," and uh, wow, uh, and uh, yeah, it's pretty. It's, man, that's that's su- such a, a a unique piece of Americana, you know. Oh yeah, uh, huge, and, and it's just, you know, for me, this I'm not a very good collector. I'm just me either. It's not. Uh, I did when Star Wars came out. I really liked Star Wars, and so at the time there wasn't anything, so I collected up what I could. Um, so I've got a bunch of the original Star Wars bubblegum cards and. Some yeah. books and the Mad Magazine parodies of Star Wars and articles. I mean, this was before they made toys. This was when they didn't know what the heck Star Wars was. They were like, uh, we released it. This movie's going to bomb and tank and no one's going to like it. And 
kids like us were like, oh, that's great, man. Chewbacca, I like that, you know? <laughs> um, yeah. Got my hands on some Star Wars stuff, you know? And then later it became a phenomenon, and now, you know, people have, like, you know, hundreds of thousands of Star Wars toys, characters, and okay. stuff. It's like, all right, man, whatever, you know? So yeah. I, I, there were a few things that I hung on to for odd reasons, uh, mm-hmm. But I've never been much of a collector, so so like my my original the Mad magazines that I that I had, yeah. unless I come upon them, that would be cool. But I don't think I don't I think they're long gone, and it yeah. makes me think when this happens, and I'm like, oh, oh man, yeah. I'd love to crack open some of those old Mads and read through those Mort Drucker uh, parodies of of those movies. He did yeah. Jaws, like the, yep. you know in the '70s with all the great movies. Uh, you know which one I think I have that I kept? Because I was into the sci-fi. Close Encounters. He did a Close Ooh. Encounters one, and I think I have that. I think I yeah. kept the Close Encounters. I can't remember the title they gave it. It was Close yeah. Encounters of the Something Kind. It oh, yeah. Was, it was fantastic. I, I still remember the little panel, or whatever, of Richard Dreyfus and he's doing that thing in the potatoes or whatever it is, making the mountain. They were always because Richard Dreyfus was in a ton of movies when he was young. I mean, later too, Mr. Yep. Holland's Opus and all that stuff. But, but uh, when he was younger, you know, he did Jaws, he did Close Encounters, he did The Goodbye Girl. Was it? So they were always like ripping on Richard Dreyfus. You know, American Graffiti. American Graffiti, yes, American Graffiti. Thank you. Um, I'm trying to. I, I, I was trying to look this up here. Oh, maybe I don't have it. Oh, there's the cover, though. I do. Yeah, Alfred E. Newman is the alien coming out of the ship. <laughs> nice. Uh, it just yeah. says Close Encounters on the cover. But... Oh, the... Oh, the um, I'm looking on Pinterest here, and there's one uh, with Jabba the Hutt and Princess Leia. You know, the famous... Bikini right. King, it's just amazing. Yeah. Rocky. Yes, I remember that one. Yeah, Sylvester Stallone. Damn. Charlie's Angels, I remember that one. Yep. Oh man, it just brings me- brings back memories, you know. It, yeah, like like you, my older brother collected the Mad Magazines, and I remember he had stacks. I mean, oh yeah, yeah. Of Mad magazines, and and I would love to be able to thumb through those again. And you know, like you were talking about earlier, I mean, they're long gone. And, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, but he still, uh, still, uh, I, I know he has these. He has a bunch of those paperback books that Mad Magazine would put out from time to time with the past artwork and everything in there. Uh-huh. And I know, I, I know, he still has a bunch of those. And uh, that's which is uh, kind of cool. Yeah, I, I, again, because like I know you know a lot of people who are comic book nerds, comic book collectors. They collected a lot of comic books when they were kids. I never was that kind of a person, so I didn't think to collect like Mad Magazine. And Mad Magazine is in that weird realm of not really being a comic book yet. From an art standpoint and a creative standpoint, it's very, you know, it satirical. Uh, now seriously, they call it a, a graphic, not you know, one yeah, of those graphic periodicals. Yeah. But um, 
But I, I, I think one of the things about Mad that I remember, and this doesn't apply to me, but um, is in a family, it would often be the older brothers, the older sibling that would pass the Mad magazine down to the young, younger si- sibling, you know? It's like, as, as the younger kid would get older, it's like, what are you reading? That's my Mad magazine, right? And right. that was yeah. kind of how Mad circulated in the, in the pop culture. Totally, yeah. Um, yeah, that's the way it went in our household. My older brother got yeah. them and stuff, and then uh, I started getting into them myself, and, and then it got to the point where I was, you know, buying them. And uh, fantastic stuff. The, the and, other thing that is so wonderful, I, I, I will sing the praises of Mad Magazine. What is wonderful is, you know, it was geared toward, I guess, teenagers, right? And young yeah. adults. Yeah, you know, kids ish. I, I can't remember when I first got into it, but you know, and and you know, it's like one of those things you might get into it when you're younger. Uh, some of the humor, humor might go over your head a little bit, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, gosh, I think they did last. I think they they did a. I think once they had like a like last tango in Paris and stuff. I mean, wow. they had some wow. pretty uh, dicey stuff in there. Like even for being, I mean, they didn't like draw new. <laughs> Nudity necessarily, although um, they'd come close. The um, oh, there, there's that other artist. It's not, it's not Vangelis. Vangelis is the musician, but um, uh, I think it starts with a V. He's the guy who would remember in the margins the little tiny. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, things in the margins. He was the artist who did those. And he would sneak in like naked ladies and stuff in the margin. I do remember that was his thing. Yeah. But but the thing about Mad Magazine that I think about is it, it was you know it was geared toward the teenage young adult, and it was subversive. It was subversive humor. It was it was perfectly American, you know, yeah. to be oh, yeah. sarcastic and subversive to um, question authority, you know, to poke fun at authority figures. Right. It was all done in this tongue-in-cheek sort of uh, uh, gag right. sort of atmosphere. Uh, it was never like, you know, like a political cartoon where where they would totally lampoon something. Uh, it, it was done very, you know, fun, fun, fun-loving tongue-in-cheek sort of. Yeah. I mean, they did they did do a lot of you know Nixon and Agnew stuff, but yeah, yeah, it was kind of it, yeah. it would it it would probably be subtle in there, yeah. like 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 yeah. It, the and the difference with today is that's the beauty of it. It's like they could be subversive, but they could be more subtle rather than yeah. being partisan, right. You know, it's like, hey, we're going to do this. We're partisan, and the humor is going to be like, you know, nothing well, wrong the, with that. Because the drawings, the character of the drawings spoke for themselves, right? You yes. didn't really have to go over, yeah. you know. Yeah. It, um, but to me, it's just that whole, it's something that I really worry about America, especially now, especially right now. That when I was growing up, uh, that um, kind of, I guess, you know, rebellion, 
that... I guess subversion would be the right word, do you think? Yeah. Yeah. You know, being subversive. Um, counterculture a counter little Counterculture. Uh, I, you know, I grew up uh, culturally being taught that questioning authority is maybe a very healthy thing to do. Mm. As opposed to not being a healthy thing to do. Which yeah. is a very uniquely American kind of idea. Of course, yeah. And so... We're, you know, right now, we're talking about a lot of interesting things that we might be doing in the future under the guise of, I don't know, fighting a pandemic or whatever. And, you know, our culture is, I don't know, I, you know, I, I think there's a good bit of questioning that you always have to do. You know, there's always that, hey, let's do this and it'll be good. And it's like, hey, wait a minute. Hang on a second. Let's <laughs> yeah. let's take a look at what we're actually doing here. And that's nothing right. to say that you know we don't want to like fight pandemics and things. We obviously want to do that. We don't want people to die. We want a good health system. But there's 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 ways there's ways to do go about things. And I think I think yeah. as we go along here, and uh, especially this year, we're going to be. <laughs> probably addressing some of those things and 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 i was always again taught or brought up that um as much as you might worry that people are (laughs) a-holes the person who does question the authority and does go the counter and is that should be listened to because yeah. maybe there's an idea there that that you know we should we should be uh, considering as opposed to culturally we all just are automatons and we go nope whoop, you know because we have lots of examples of that in history and in culture yeah and how's that working out for you right it, 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 i think it's almost a duty of, of a fa- of a faction to uh like, it's like you know, you throw spaghetti up against the wall. It's right. got to stick, right? And, right. And, but I think it, I think it's almost the duty of a certain faction to question what the 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 the, uh, the motives of certain right. things. Uh, so that that you know, the anti knee jerk reaction. Hey, wait a minute. Let's pump the brakes for a second. Is this what we really want? Rather than just no, 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 no. Let's go. Let's go. You know, we're gonna do this. Yeah, mm-hmm. jump jump on board for the big win, son. Right, especially when you're especially when you're dealing with nowadays uh, uh, misinformation meets propaganda. I mean, you you have to even more uh, sit back yeah. and dis- discern the motivations and the and more importantly, almost more importantly, the ramifications of of uh, certain things. I mean, yes, it may address a certain issue right now, but how does it affect the overall structure of a republic? Right. You know, you know. Well, there I mean there you go. You said you said the word propaganda, you know. Yeah. And if there's one thing that uh you know the the counterculture, the being subversive, uh being you know, being the 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 um 
uh, rabble rouser, the kind of, or not rabble rouser, actually. That, that's a kind of a different thing. Um, what word am I looking for here? Um, the, that, that's one, one of the counters. Counterculture, yeah. To, yeah. Things that are, uh, cancerous to society, which I think propaganda is. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, makes makes people think. You know, uh, allows allow that the, this type of pop culture, this type of thing, like Mad Magazine. I, I, I'm, I'll cite some other examples. Yeah. From my when I was growing up, uh, allows people to think for themselves. It allows people to. Um, yeah not ha- feel like they have to conform conform right and i think i think one of the number one tools of that has always been is satire absolutely you know so the things that i'm thinking about so mad magazine right started yep. in the 50s the 60s the 70s i mean still going strong when i was growing up which is basically you know this, this mad was basically the 70s and the 80s for oh, me yeah. um uh, you had uh, National Lampoon, which is more of an adult, you know, magazine, not a kids' magazine, but kind of, kind of, it was kind of like the you you went as a kid from Mad Magazine and then graduated as an adult to National Lampoon. Yes, more I was going to bring that up. Yeah, yeah, that that's like the Big Brother of uh, or the graduate course. Yeah, for Mad Magazine's always been yeah National Lampoon, um, the co- collegiate level. Yes, very much collegiate level. Uh, it was started in college. Um, uh, and this is, we're talking about these, these, you know, and, and the early, the early, the original Saturday Night Live, the original SNL, which was a, technically a kind of an extension of National Lampoon, of the National Lampoon uh, uh, players. Um, I'm trying to think, Cheech and Chong, yep. Uh, George Carlin records, yep. uh-huh. um, in and of itself, rock and roll. Frank Zappa, yeah. yeah. So and 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 this is all in the backdrop historically of things like Vietnam, the oh, Nixon Len- administration, Watergate, Lenny Bruce, Lenny Bruce. You know, actually, Playboy magazine. Yeah, as well. I yeah. mean, from an editorial standpoint, Playboy magazine was Rolling Stone yeah. and civil rights movement, by the way, as well. Yeah, you know, let's, let's not forget that. Well, I mean, but these these were those were, um, you know, this, this kind of satire was actually yeah. friends to the civil rights movement, friends to the anti-war movement. That's what the satire was questioning. Yeah. Right, right. So these were positive, and 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 you know, make no mistake, there was you know a wonderful vast majority of establishment people mm-hmm. who were very much against you know the Mad magazines of the world, Frank Zappa, you know National Lampoon, all Lenny Bruce, right? Yeah, I mean. You know, yep. you'd find excuses to throw these people in jail. 
right. And yep. I don't know. I just I, I I remember growing up. That really shaped shaped my my thought process. And it's something that I worry. <laughs> I mean, we have the internet, right? Mm-hmm. We have this vast communication network where yeah. anyone can get on and pretty much do what they want to do one way or another. Yeah. Now, if the platform that you're on doesn't support what you're saying, you could find something else. The concern that people seem to have is bad ideas will appear on the Internet. Well, yeah. you know what? Bad ideas have appeared throughout history. Right. And uh, a lot of them... Or, or some of them have come to fruition. The bad ideas have actually come come about in actual ideas, in actual uh, historical movements. Yeah. Um, and yep. satirists, humorists, mm-hmm. um, subversive artists were the people who fought against that. Yeah. They questioned it. Uh, I mean, the rich history, too. Most people, you know, we, we look to the post-World War II uh, era for the uh, the coming out of that sort of medium. But it's right. been here all along. I mean, H.L. Uh, Mencken. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Socrates. <laughs> right. Hey. <laughs> yeah. Um. So. But but really, you know, I'm thinking more like America and yeah. I'd have thought about this and thinking about Mad Mort Drucker dying and Mad Magazine and thinking, wow, when I was growing up, I I read that cover to cover. You know, I was like, I mean, aside from the great art and how wonderful it was, you know, it was like I read that. I was it was part of me that and rock and roll and you know. comedy television that would poke fun at the establishment. I like where where are the those people? You know, where are the Frank Zappas of today? You know, uh, yeah. Where are these people? And I I've, I've been concerned about that for quite some time. And I still am every day even more. And maybe that's not cool to say during a lockdown pandemic, but you know, you always got to keep your your eye your eye on the ball. Um, yeah. Powers of the establishment often use crises to gain power. Never let a good crisis go to waste. Right. You know. And that's you're right. In times of trouble, in times up of in national emergency, that uh, the political animal doesn't quit. Uh, they see that as a weakening time for them to kind of jam through their master uh, their master plan, so to speak. And I think that this is the time where us, and you're right, I'm looking, I'm looking around the landscape of those satirists and those, uh, those voices, and I don't see many. Right. Uh, at least not in the pantheon of, you know, the discussion, and, you know, where you, oh, okay, that person's saying this. I think we need more of that, you know? Yeah, uh, you know, and it, I, I know it's, kind of troubling to talk about it right now but you know uh keep keep that in the back of your mind because it's it's important and what you'll always hear is that well it's only temporary you know 
It's only just for the good. It'll, yeah. it'll only be temporary. These measures will will be, trust me. Once this is all over, it'll go away. You know, we'll put safeguards on it. Right. You know, we'll have we'll have well. The, my favorite argument is we'll have well-meaning, good good people on this to make sure it's okay. Right. That's not human nature, folks. That's not how it works. <laughs> Look at every example when every anything. It's like, well, let's let's put together this. Uh, you know, uh, let's gather up all this data. We'll have we'll have safeguards on it and make sure that. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. How many safeguards have we had over the last just uh, five years, three years of? of uh, it's all out there, baby. It's like you know. That's what I'm about ready to say. It, our American version of it has always been that uh, Whoops. Sa- Whoops. safety. Well, yeah. no, we the safety valve of you know, it's only four years. What can they do in four years? Oh yeah, yeah. You know, well, it, it turns out quite a lot. And and now when you needed those guardrails when the pandemic hits, yeah, uh, those guardrails have been smashed, and now people are, you know, institutions are scrambling <laughs> to try to uh, stay afloat. So that's the healthy part of the subversion for me is that as a kid growing up, what I learned from all of this was. When you see someone with a bad idea, and you know those people that you they scream about on social media, on Twitter, and everything every day, screaming about those people, you know which ones we're talking about. The ones YouTube doesn't want to like, those historical people that were in a war, um, right? Yeah. And you scream about it. Yeah. And when I was growing up, what I learned is you laughed them out of the room. Because their ideas yeah. were so damn bad. That's right. You humiliated satire, their ideas. Satire played its part. I, yeah. There's nothing. There's nothing more humiliating than being laughed at and mocked. Yeah, it, it, you know, if if you're a malleable um, uh, uh, person, right? Yeah. yeah. You're like, hmm. I'm I'm kind of curious about the this group over here. They have some interesting ideas. Uh, I kind of like their approach, and then, and then all of a sudden, you see over here, people are laughing at you, and yeah. you know, trashing in a humorous way. Yeah. In a way, showing you how ridiculous these ideas uh-huh. are. You're gonna be like, oh, maybe, 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 maybe this isn't so cool after all. Be, being absurd to point out the absurdity of something. Right. You know, yeah, that's that. I mean, I think that is uh, very American. Yeah, yeah. You know? And it's a skill. I, I, it's it's like something I'm 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 lacking right now. I could mm. be wrong. I'm looking for it, but it's something that we had so much of in places like Mad Magazine. Yeah, I think you can disagree with me, Jason. No, no, I, 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 there, there was uh, uh, bastions and outposts of uh, of that type that um, that worked because it, it gave not a, not necessarily maybe an alternative viewpoint, although it did, uh, but it did it in such a way that it used satire to question it. Right. And when you questioned it, you found, well, maybe it's lacking because, maybe, like you said, maybe it's not a good idea. 
uh, humor sometimes can can get to the heart of, of, of that. But do it in such a way to where we don't end up like we are today, ultra uh, polarized, right? And, right. And part partisan, where humor there is no humor anymore. Humor has uh, uh, been surpassed by just visceral, not only hatred, but in uh, uh, I, I don't know violence. We, we get, yeah, we it, it, well, violence is the next step, and I, that scares the. The bejeebus out of me, and I, I think though that uh, maybe we need to get back to more of that sort of satirical sort of uh, platform, and not be. Uh, there's a difference between comedy and insult comedy. Yeah. You know, and I think we got to find our way. You know, uh, back to that uh, satire. Save us, Don Rickles. You're our only hope. <laughs> Where have you gone, Don Rickles? The nation turns its lonely eyes to you. Yeah. 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 I... Yeah. Well, that's I... not true. There, there are some forms still left. That, that I mean, and, and I'll, I'll throw this out just as a yeah. tiny sort of nugget. Uh, the, the late night shows. Uh. Yeah, uh, yeah. Trevor Noah, uh, yeah. not so much Fallon, but the other one uh, that, that uses somewhat satire, The Daily Show. And in uh, other words, uh, NBC, the one show that's on NBC, too, that guy, I can't remember yeah. his name. They, but, they're okay. I mean, they're very, you know, they're, very, they're very kind of polarizing, though. I mean, not, not they, they, I mean, I, I'm, I'm. I would admittedly be leaning toward those shows, but yeah. but thinking about the overall well Saturday Night Live too. It used to be. I remember you know Chevy Chase doing Gerald. Ford. Oh yeah, yeah. It but, was. That's why I said yeah. SNL in its early days when it was yeah. really an outgrowth of National Lampoon. Yeah. Right. Which, you know, if you watch the documentary and all that, basically, basically, it's Lauren Michaels stole the National Lampoon TV show from National Lampoon. I mean, that was basically, no yeah. offense, Lauren Michaels or whatever. I mean, he basically was. Um, he saw a good vehicle and went with it. Well, know? he got it done. He got the thing done where they were yeah. trying to get it done at National Lampoon. But, you know, I mean, right. most of those people in SNL came from National Lampoon. Yes. That whole some of the writers, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, those definitely those uh, those early days of um, and you know, and the the other thing is, it's also the courage. Well, there's also being courageous with that too. National Lampoon wasn't exactly politically correct, you know. No. Um, no. I mean, they overstepped a lot of bounds, but you know, I my fa one of my favorite. <laughs> one of my favorite Steve Martin lines and I don't even remember the joke but it it's on one of his records it's one of his and he says something and and I think the audience kind of groans at his joke and he and he just <laughs> stops and he goes hey comedy's not pretty you know right. and it's right. just like I I always loved that line as a kid yeah he had an album name that was it comedy, yeah maybe yeah yeah maybe, maybe it was off he, that album but it was just uh, kind of like a side a side 
an aside from a a joke. I mean, it wasn't even a joke. It was just right. kind of, you know. Um, yeah. But anyway, uh, yeah. On that note, <laughs> right. But uh, but that you know that that kind of that's kind of what got this whole Mad Magazine thing in my head today. With this kind of that takes right. me back and takes me back. You know, and yeah. you, you you have personal responsibility. You have limits. You kind of figure out where the boundaries are, and um, yeah, you know, it's that line between what's funny and what's not yeah. funny. The other one I was thinking of was Hunter S. Thompson too. Yeah, there, yeah, there you go. Yeah, you know. Oh yeah. Again, he's well. He's he wrote a lot for Playboy, didn't he? Playboy, and I think yeah. Rolling Stone too. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and there, and that's the other thing too. You know, from what we're talking about, you're thinking, oh, it's all liberal, liberal this and this. No, no, there were conservative writers and stuff and humorists as well. Sure. Who yeah. wrote satire from a conservative bent mm-hmm. in places like Playboy or or whatever, and it would be like, oh, okay, well, there you go. You know, it wasn't just like yeah. always one one way you know the street i mean you'd you'd have you know you'd have the whole counterculture hippie movement and all that and then you'd have massive satire against that culture sure right yeah uh yeah i mean you you talked about it just a minute ago hunter s thompson i mean yeah i i I wouldn't i wouldn't put his uh ideology as strictly you know quote unquote liberal i mean uh, he he no. did love to carry the guns, and yeah. he was just as harsh, yeah, uh, with the far 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 left as he was yeah. against uh, the Nixon crowd. Exactly, you know? exactly. Yeah. yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, yeah. So it wasn't just always one, you know. Of course, you know he had his own term for it too. You know, the Gonzo journalism. Oh know? yeah, e- extreme <laughs> journalism. You know? Yeah, uh, I don't know. I don't. I I think the world could use another Hunter S. Thompson right about now. A guy that, uh, especially with the the sort of extremism that's going on today. I mean, from I'm not talking just one one side. Uh, I think he would have. I mean, I, I sometimes I think to myself, man, he would have a field day. Help us, Johnny Depp. You're right. our only hope. <laughs> right. Oh. Come on, man. Just be Spirit. yourself. Fear and loathing at Mar-a-Lago, you know. I, I, I think that's a would, pretty uh, good movie, you know. He oh, did a pretty excellent. good job. Yeah, it is. It is backcountry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I, I think he'd have a field day today. I, another other people, I think they'd have a field day today. H.L. Mencken, Art Buckwald. Yeah. All those, oh yeah. yeah. All those uh, satirical sort of voices, I think, would have a, it, it would be a target-rich environment. Yeah. You know. Gore Vidal. Gore, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I, I, and I s- sort of wonder, uh, even today, oh, especially today, what a Buckley would think of everything. Something that's taken to its most extreme. Right. Uh, because oh, yeah. Could, you know. Because, ah. you know, while, while he was staunchly conservative... He was staunchly conservative, not 
right. a, hij- a hijack sort of cultish. I, 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 maybe I'm totally wrong. Maybe he would be one of the most vociferous backers of this, but I don't think so. I don't know. It's hard, hard to say. Hard to say. Uh, well, the important I, thing, though, is the questioning from all sides. I, I think so too. And I, but I, the reason why I say that is because some of the most guys that hung with them, you know, the Bill Crystals, yeah, have uh, have questioned big time. I mean, yeah. it, it, it took a lot of courage for those guys because they were, you know, they've now been kind of ostracized from the fold. Questioning. But they, you know, Questioning. Yeah. But. Yeah. I don't know. On that note. <laughs> right. I didn't mean to, like, bring it Same down way. so much, but it was it was very, very much the kind of inspired by the Mad Magazine bringing my head back into that. You know, and and you're a kid, you're a little kid, and it's like, hey, this is cool, this is all right, this, you know, yeah. I mean, going back to the religion, I I had um, I had a pastor in my church once when we were talking in Sunday, and it was like, no, it's okay, you question this, ask ask yourself, what you know, question question this that we're talking about, I welcome it, you know, and it was like, why do you do that? You just just being belief and he was an old dude too he was an old guy yeah and he was like because if you question it you'll examine it and if you know if you have the faith it's going to be stronger because you will have examined it exactly in yeah. fact there was a old uh priest when i was going through he's long since passed away uh and i, I thought at the time you know a little controversial because you know especially catholics the dogma the, the oh yeah the lion call it he was always no, you know, question everything. You know, God wants you to question everything because, in the end, you know, like you said, it's stronger. It's it's right. it's been it's been tempered. And uh, so yeah, you know, you know, on this Good Friday, I will I will say this, and I, I'm I'm I, I'm not okay. To people I know, who are staunchly Christian, that who are friends of mine. This doesn't apply to you at all. It does not apply to you. In fact, you're the people who are uh, also as angry about this. But there's sure a lot of jackasses out there who wear a religious coat. Most of them are on television. I mean, really. You know what I'm talking about. I mean, you know exactly what I'm talking about. In fact, I just saw some stuff on Twitter and it was like, oh, that, that guy or that guy, you know, and you're just like, oh my gosh. Like, yeah. and it's really like you have to be in, I don't know what you're thinking to follow that, you know, right, right. nonsense. Yeah. I'm not naming names, but they're right. easy to, let's just say, turn on religious channels and big, the big, popular dudes and they're dudes they're dudes they're dudes they're white dudes yeah um those are the guys i'm talking about man right yeah tell evangelists right yeah just just go look at them and you'll yeah. you'll figure it out yeah i i i don't i don't uh and i know i know people who are religious 
who are like, oh no, that makes me really angry. <laughs> yeah. Because that really misrepresents what I believe right. in. It's like, oh, does it ever? Yeah, it, 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 it does. I, I have a hard time because I on this show we talk about like you know pop culture light stuff and yeah. stuff like that. But it's it's hard if I get into it. it, it oh yeah, gonna, yeah. It, we don't want to take yeah. We wanna we wanna end end on a high. Well, I'm just saying it's it's you know at the end of the day it's just a big money grab. I, That's all it is. Amen. Yeah. Exactly. Which on, which on this Good Friday, if you if you know anything about the belief of you know right. about Jesus is about Good Friday and all that. Right. It's overturning, about overturning the money. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but I, Jesus I, uh, didn't wear that. He wasn't like in the Bible wearing that. What is that? That that weird visor that you wear, like in the casino with the and the change <laughs> things, like the You know, yeah, well, no, twenty, uh, and I'll make you some change. That not how it reads in that book. Uh, uh-uh. uh quite the opposite, as a matter of fact. Yeah, no, my my brother started this almost character. And I, I took it to new levels when we did it on the show, and when I did it, you know, after that, uh, he came up with this televangelist character called Reverend Spen D. Buck. Oh yeah, very good. You gotta, yeah, you got to send in money to fix the Holy El Dorado because you got to get out there and touch people's lives, you yeah. know. And so when on the old show and stuff, uh, and when I used to do my political show, I'd uh, I would do a live. Uh, tent revivals and i would bring out reverend spendy buck you know and go into yeah. the full you know woo. that's a good one i think i remember hearing that one that's a good one uh, i like it i like yeah. that one but in itself it's parody you know but it it, it it uh uh when you talk about that stuff and if you are i mean you try to be a, a good right uh, uh, practicing whatever whatever religion you do stuff like that yeah, it makes me a little sore. I can under- I can yeah. understand, you know. So the message for today on Good Friday from the Curmudgeons is... <laughs> Don't be a dick. Love <laughs> there. Yeah, yes, yeah. Okay, there it is. Jason's got it. I, I don't need to say more. Yeah. There's so much there. Yeah, just... just so to each other. To there. each other. Just... Someone out there Big named good. Richard right now is like, hey, that's not fair. <laughs> no, just just be good to each other. Right. Golden be, I mean, rule, man. You know, Bill and Ted, be excellent <laughs> to each other, right. really. Seriously, that's what this weekend, that's what I, I, I'm going to try to be excellent to each other. Yeah. It's religious weekend, very religious. Right. Um, that's what I want to do. What's your, uh, are, you, are you doing anything for Easter or are you. Uh, uh... Mm. Are you, are you is anyone doing anything? I mean, you're kind of supposed to be in quarantine, so yeah. Well, I, you got family. I, uh, you're in quarantine with family, so yeah. I figured since I was going to be doing that, I, I went out and got me a, a smoker. Oh, I had and one I'm of a, those once. Hey, I'm gonna do some smoked ham. Yep. Ham. But <laughs> <laughs> right. don't get me started on the ham. <laughs> Not, nothing says Easter like dead pig hearts. Oh, yeah. Well, dude, I think I'm going to go worship the uh, porcelain chalice. Excellent. <laughs> and everybody have a have a good, good Friday. Good, good Friday. And have a great Easter.
See you later. Salute.